Hello. How are you? I am late in posting this again, uh, but it is Memorial Day. And so with that in mind, even with the symbolism, the important symbolism of this holiday and its important function in terms of memorializing and, you know, the dead, um, it is also still an unofficial start to summer. And I've been feeling that in my neighborhood as, you know, there are people walking around socially distancing with masks, of course. Um, but there is a kind of sense of a shift uh, towards summer and that has been making me feel very happy. And so I have some watermelon in my fridge for later tonight and, um, of course, cookout stuff for dinner, you know, nothing fancy, but we'll fire up the grill and then also maybe make some popsicles and try and kick off summer, even if it doesn't quite feel like this one is going to be much like any other. Um, and so trying to embrace that sense of uncertainty while also being optimistic about the future. That's where I'm at right now. And the summer um, start has, has got me looking towards some, some seasonal changes and thinking about my projects ahead. But I also wanted to jump on here today and talk a little bit about um, something that exciting that happened this week in terms of my daughter and then also with a former student is that my daughter has decided that she loves knitting. And, you know, I've taught her a while ago how to knit and I've tried very hard to play it cool. I learned with Harry Potter, which I sort of was way too excited about my son reading. and <laughs> He just wanted no parts of it. The more excited I was, actually it wasn't even first. I had to learn that lesson twice. No surprise, right? I'm a slow learner. Um, I tried it with Lemony Snicket and he was super not into it. And I would do like dorky things like playing the audiobooks in the car when we were driving. And eventually he just asked me to turn it off. He was so not into that series. And I tried it again with Harry Potter and I blew it. He is not into it. It's like... <laughs> I've been struggling with school from home and I like I feel like I was like you go downstairs now and you read Harry Potter <laughs> which of course he's gonna hate it when anything when you're framed like that is gonna be terrible so that said I did not want to make this you know error in parenting with knitting I love it so much and so I've been really waiting for the kids to show interest and anytime they do show interest I of course let them jump onto my needles and, and practice and it's worked you know my I've taught my son sort of some basic sewing and he's he's tried to knit before and he is sort of was interested in it when he was little but right now he's in a high gaming preteen mode and has you know doesn't really want anything to do with knitting um but my daughter has been really attracted to it. And she is um, a little bit younger than my son. She's eight. So she comes with me to the yarn store. And, you know, the trick to, to identifying a future knitter, I think, is to take them into a yarn store. And to her eyes, of course, just lit up and all the color. She's a complete artist at heart. She draws constantly. And I think that sort of sensory overload, that visual stimulus just kind of went kind of bonkers for her. So she loves going to the store with me and always has and has a really great sense of suggestion. It always helps me make my purchase. Um, and so she, you know, a few, few months ago, she showed some interest. And so while we were there, I splurged on incredibly expensive loopy mango merino number five, this like insanely beautiful, fun, weird wool. It's this almost like roving with a tiny strand kind of winding it together. And so it has this kind of tactile pleasure. And 
you know, I had jumbo size 19 needles, straight needles at home. And so we have been slowly but surely learning how to knit with this very fun yarn. I think the yarn is key because it's holding her attention and she wants the scarf at the end of it. She's of course not making it for herself. She's making it for her polar bear and God love her. You know, when I finished my textured shawl, as I mentioned a few times before, it's a little too small. And so I thought maybe she would wear it. And of course she immediately gave it to her polar bear. So it's now decorating um, a beloved stuffed animal. And so now she wants to accessorize all of her stuffed animals, which is, hey, whatever the motivation is. So she's really into knitting. Like, almost in that kind of crazy passion that like I recognize in me the that sort of real sense of love and I'm sure she's going to grow out of it it's just a phase like I said I've been trying very hard to play it cool I only bring it up when you know I let her bring it to me and then I help her but she's she's doing it and she's doing it her own way she you know I knit continental style which means that um, I hold the yarn in my left hand and sort of kind of pick um, I guess, is one of the ways it's talked about. And my daughter, of course, is, you know, that's hard to learn right away. And I didn't learn that way. I had to relearn how to knit that way. Um, and right now she's throwing. Um, but she's throwing really well, and she's she's doing it. It's really tremendous. Um, she did three rows last night all herself um, on giant needles that, like, in my hand look big, but in her hand look extremely large. And so she's doing it herself. And that has me thinking a little bit about what I did wrong with Harry Potter and maybe what I'm I'm on the right track with, with knitting, which is um, a, a concept that I, I have learned to name through Al-Anon, but of course have um, experienced it in other parts of my life. And this is linked to Tradition 11 in Al-Anon. In Al-Anon, there are steps that are about personal progress, and then there are traditions which guide how a group functions. And they're, you know, generally... Um, when I first came to Al-Anon, I, I couldn't see the value in them. It sort of felt like the fine print. Um, and I wanted to very much think about the steps. In fact, in one of my meetings, I think we were talking about a tradition and I confused it and talked about the step. And I didn't even like know there was another set. <laughs> there's 12 steps and then there's also 12 traditions. And the tradition is 11 has to do with self, uh, with promotion. Um, and I think it says, you know, it's about public relations. And so it sounds like fine print. It's, uh, you know, and you can look on this online if you're curious, but it says our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. And it goes on to talk about maintaining personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, and TV and guard with special care, the anonymity of all a a members. And that part, of course, makes sense, right? That anonymity is about protection and making sure that you create a safe space for a group to talk about shared experiences without fear that that's going to be um, made public. And yet, I find with most of the traditions that they go deeper than this and really thinking even here on this podcast, which of course is not officially at any way, shape or form affiliated with Al-Anon. I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. And as the saying goes, take what you like and leave the rest. And of course, go seek out um, the official literature if you're interested in this topic. But for me, Anonymity is really important in this and making sure that I am talking in a way that feels authentic and true and not necessarily um, about self-promotion. 
And that's a tricky one, um, especially for me. I abhor self-promotion. It's not someone who would naturally gravitate towards that. But I can see how, um, at least that's how I first thought about this, um, especially in my professional life. I hate promoting my books. Oh, my gosh. It like, makes me want to throw up. Um, so instead, I try and promote others. I see the value of it, and I'm working on it on myself, but I can't quite get there. And so I find myself trying to be um, kind of like a hype man for other people. And in doing so, hope that they'll return the favor for me as a kind of workaround. And it has worked so far. I mean, of course, it's about network and care communities. And that's the best parts of my codependent behavior, not the worst. And there are certainly some negative, worst aspects of it. But that one, I think, has helped. Um, but this piece for me is also really important in terms of investment. Um, and I've been thinking about this. You know, what I did wrong with Harry Potter is that I didn't. Um, I self-promoted. I loved that book and I wanted my son to love that book. And I didn't really think about why. I just thought, well, no, this is a, you know, I derive pleasure from this. I want to go so far to say it's a good book. Um, it's an okay. I mean, this probably going <laughs> to inspire some blowback on that. Um, I love the series from book four on up until that point, I can kind of take it or leave it. So when I read through it, I did not read it when it first came out. I read it um, only a few years ago. Um, and really when I got to book four, I kind of understood why people were really into the series. Um, prior to that, I was kind of take it or leave it. Uh, and for the record, I identify as Ravenclaw. Um, and my daughter identifies as Slytherin and my son could care less, as I've already said about this. And I think what I, what I've learned from this is that I did not wait for, I promoted, I did not wait for attraction. Um, and what I'm finding, I didn't want to make that mistake with knitting. I really did want to, um, wait to see what's needed and at, wait for my daughter to ask for help before I try and teach her something that she doesn't want to learn. And there's a real truth there for me, of course, um, especially as I've moved into, um, a more intensive space of detachment from my husband um, and loving detachment, very much wanting him to find sobriety, but realizing that there's no way in which any action I take is going to help him on that path, that he needs to find his own way towards sobriety and I need to find my own path towards recovery. And I mean, again, that's super heavy, um, but the knitting analogy really works here. Um, I feel like it works best when my daughter picks up the needles, tries to figure it out on her own, and only then, if she gets into some struggles, asks me for help. She picked out the yarn. This is a project for her polar bear. She's knitting it her own way, which is different from mine. And the end result is beautiful. It's not how I would do it, but it's gorgeous nonetheless. And it's giving me so much joy, so much more joy, I think, than if I had... Um, use my, you know, obsessive codependent ways and try to micromanage the outcome. And so one other instance of this, this week reminded me of this lesson, which is why I thought maybe I should come on here and talk about it because the universe was sort of underscoring it, bright lining it for me this week, is that I had a former student uh, reach out to me. Um, I was complaining last week about how I felt shame um, about my Instagram account, but this is one of the positives of it, that you know she, she was one of those people who followed me um, from my personal account to my knitting account, so she knows how much I love to knit. And she, during this 
period of the pandemic has fallen in love with knitting as well. And it's been giving her real joy. And so she reached out to me because she wanted to start a second project. And so she's working on a baby blanket and I made the mistake. She wrote, said, do you have any patterns? And of course I did the codependent reflex response. I sent her way too many patterns, the kinds of patterns I would use, why I love them, you know, just went way too far and definitely not helpful. And thankfully the universe like did not shut down the conversation. So she resent to me the pattern of her own choice that she wanted to work on. And then she sent me a link to two yarns and they're not yarns I would have purchased and they're not from a purveyor I would have purchased, but they're good yarns, right? They're affordable. They're fine. Um, but of the two, I could tell that one would be more successful for her project than the other. And it was so interesting. The, the email that I first typed out had so much of my knowledge packed into it, but it wasn't useful. And then the second exchange that happened incidentally over text was so much better where she was, it was a conversation rather than a kind of monologue. I think my email was a monologue and a boring one at that. And now instead she's really trying um, to ask me advice that's site specific. And so I was able to point her from one yarn to the other. One was all cotton. The other was a, like a merino blend, but with like nylon and rayon. And she wants to make a baby blanket. And I thought with, it was a lacy pattern and I thought the cotton would be too stiff and um, shrink. And I thought maybe the drape of the rayon and the nylon would really help. Um, only 30% of the yarn she wanted to use was wool. So I thought it wouldn't be too bad. It was a, it's a baby who is um, in a summer climate, a warmer climate. And it's a lacy pattern. I just think that all the signs are there for success. And so I was able to say, of oh, the two, I would try this, but they both look good and good luck. And I'm here if you need me. Uh, I offered her to Marco Polo if she needed to have any um, site-specific questions. And for me, that was so much more successful. And I also realized that the information that I have, um, that I've learned over time, could be shared, but in a conversation. And for me, Tradition 11 really is about that. It's about how to guide a conversation um, and to make sure that uh, our shared experience front and center, rather than our ego or our sense of identity that's tinged to our knowledge. Um, and so for me, knitting right now is yet another example of how I can connect the work of recovery um, with the things that I love most in the world, which is making and being creative and sharing that creativity with with my loved ones. And in this case, it's my daughter who, oh my goodness, her creativity and her um, artistic personality. I just want to make so much space for her to develop it on her own um, and to have all of her strengths and skills be hers, not the ones that I would give to her um, and really help her mold and shape them. And then, of course, with the former student, which I'm not used to sharing this part of myself. And of course, um, that monologue was probably tinged to the hierarchy that is in my profession. Um, but this was a real, a great equalizer. And so there it is. Um, I hope this wasn't too deep or too boring. I am still finishing up my projects, but I'm really, really close to being done with my open air shawl. I still have another pair of Nanami socks on the needles, and I'm very much interested in shifting to my own rayon blended yarn, that weird Barocco glacé. I pulled it all out. I'm in the project process of painting my kids' rooms, um, which is a whole other conversation, but in doing that, I've sort of been dealing with my stash, and I looked at it, and I thought, 
in my summer zeal um, of, of looking for ways to make this season feel seasonal without the promise of a beach vacation, without, um, and for me, the beach is always uh, connected to my parents who I very much miss and I very much um, don't want to expose unnecessarily to risk. Um, so I've been looking for ways to think about how to get that summer feeling even in the midst of some of the sadness and the reality, the acceptance of the things I can't change. Um, but then, you know, the courage to change the things I can is a courage <laughs> to, to knit with Rayon. I guess it is. Anyway, at that, on that note, I'm going to stop. That was silly. I hope you're well. I hope you've had a really great long weekend, wherever you are, and that you have beautiful materials in front of you and that you are feeling inspired to create and that the people around you are there to help you and not bludgeon that interest to death with their monologues. Oh, okay. I'm going to sign off. This is really derailing. Take care and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.